Live from quarantine, that is where we are. No COVID-19, going out is wrong. Say a prayer for me, cooped up with the cats. We bout to roast this damn movie, uh-huh. Pulling jokes on this movie, yeah. This is the Dare Daniel Podcast, where you send us your most sinister movie dares, and we suffer the consequences for your amusement. With me, as always, is film critic Daniel Barnes. Hi, everyone. As Corky said on this show, we do your dirty work by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine, and then we review and rate them on our unique system. Run-of-the-mill bad film. We give that one a dare. Double dare goes to those truly atrocious movies, and we reserve the reverse dare for a despised movie that is actually pretty good. Today on the podcast, we are hunkered down remotely, but we are still bringing the show to you and reviewing Tom Hooper's 2019 box office smash, Cats. But before we get started, Daniel's going to tell us about the beer we're drinking during the show. Yeah, so first of all, I should just say if this sounds a little less professional than it usually does, or if the audio is a little spotty, of course, that's because we're both in our shelter in home quarantine in our separate locations we always usually we're within six feet recording like literally within six feet but the social distancing that doesn't work so we're recording it over a zoom and i know a lot of people are getting together for things like the virtual happy hours and things over zoom we're using zoom to record our podcast so hopefully it sounds okay but we're in different locations we're each in our house right now so this um, is for listener safety because we we recorded this from home so we don't want to get you guys sick. That's <laughs> exactly. Because and hopefully isolated. all of our listeners are staying safe and, yes. and staying healthy throughout all of this. The quarantine is also one of the reasons that we're actually drinking different beers on the show. <laughs> so we got different <laughs> beers. We could just get the same damn beer. That would be breaking quarantine, sir. So, Corky, tell me about the beer. You asked about the beer I'm drinking. Hey, let me ask you. You think, you think you're so smart? Tell me about the beer you're drinking. Well, Daniel, I had to be on brand because I got me an Urban Roots Isolate. Uh, This is a 6.3% ABV from Urban Roots Brewery, a local brewery here in Sacramento, and Tap House, and Barbecue Pit. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take a big old swig right now and uh, tell you what I think. (laughs) Of course, the Isolate uh, series at Urban Roots is a series of single hop beers, and this one is a Strata Hop. I do believe you said very trendy hop over the last. Uh, oh my years. goodness, that is delicious! Oh, I got a crowler full too, so I'm gonna be plugged by the end of this episode. Nice. Speaking of plugged, I'm gonna do you one better because I have a Moxa pastry mm. stout. It is a 12.2 percent alcohol by volume pastry stout called Mostra Six. This is to celebrate Mostra Coffee's sixth anniversary. Mostra from San Diego. It is an imperial stout with walnuts cinnamon vanilla and mastra coffee from the pastry stout geniuses at moxa and let me tell you it is damn good (laughs) and it's 12.2 percent alcohol by volume so i see you're getting plugged and i double that double plug double plug now so we have been demanded to review cats and everyone is stuck at home they're in quarantine they're watching cats they're losing their mind and they need us to come in and bring some kind of sanity into their world. So that's why this is an emergency episode that we're recording. And we're going to skip the dares. We're going to skip talking about all stuff. And we're going to get right into our feature presentation. And now, our feature presentation. Cats. 
IMDb synopsis for 2019's Cats. A tribe of cats called the Jellicles must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heavy side layer and come back to a new Jellicle life. Don't worry. It won't make sense when we explain <laughs> it. Rest easy on that one. I don't think we got an official dare for cats. If we did, and I'm, I'm forgetting it, I apologize, but I know we got hit up on social media, a.k.a. the Schmied, as I call it, to shorten things and to save a lot of time. It was valuable time. We got hit up on the Schmied by Heather Smith, Hall of Fame Heather, Hall, Hall of and Fame probably Heather. some other people as well. I, I feel like this was the, there was just an energy building for this, like the demand. You could just feel it, feel it in the air. Based, of course, on the musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber, adapted from a 1939 poetry collection by T.S. Eliot called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, premiered on the London stage in 1981. It came to Broadway in 1982, and it set all kinds of records, boatloads of Tonys, record-setting number of performances. I mean, like, when you talk about, you know, people talk about, like, the Disneyfication of, of Broadway and how sort of commercialized and Disneyfied it is. I mean, yeah, there's Disney musicals now. You can go watch Lion King and Aladdin and all that kind of stuff. But it started with Cats. Like, it started with Cats. Cats was really the blockbuster musical that kind of changed everything and with movie musicals now seeing of course a resurgence in popularity in recent years it was probably inevitable they would eventually get to cats the divisive but incredibly popular broadway musical the film version was directed by tom hooper who won an oscar for the king's speech and previously directed a movie adaptation of les miserables uh, all-star cast it includes jennifer hudson judy dench idris elba ian mccallan taylor swift james corden rebel wilson and more, the film was released on December 20, 2019 in 3,380 theaters. Not a hit. Not a hit. With the critics, 20 on Rotten Tomato, 32 on Metacritic. Not a hit with the audience. It grossed $27 million in North America against a production budget of $95 million. And, of course, it opened the same week as Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. So it was going to be an uphill battle. Regardless, and certainly you can only imagine the family sitting around deciding what movie to go watch that week. And, hey, you want to go watch that Star Wars movie? It's the last Star Wars. Last Star Wars. We can watch the one about the horny cats. <laughs> That's also be the last cats movie. <laughs> that, will, that will definitely be the last cats movie. Like, if you, if you catch it now in theaters, because that's that you never get that opportunity again. Corky. Yeah. I came into cats like weirdly fresh. Okay, uh -huh. like th I mean, this because this thing is a big, like, like I said, phenomenon, record-setting, huge, 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 huge thing. But I was only like five or six when it came out. So other than knowing that it's about cats, knowing about the T.S. Eliot connection, and knowing about memory as just things that you kind of cultural osmosis pick up over the years, I had no idea what was going on in cats. Okay, yeah, like I've never seen Phantom of the Opera, the musical. But I know Phantom of the Opera. I can give you a basic idea of what Phantom... I've seen it told in other films and in other ways. I don't have the specifics for you, but I get the broad strokes of it. Cats, I got no idea. So, Corky, let me ask you. I'm going to kind of throw you a little twist question here. The Jellicles. What the fuck are they? And <laughs> what do they want? And why do they want it? Okay. Much like you, I grew up away from Broadway, far from the, the Great White Way, far, the starry far lights of Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
but watching cable as a kid and seeing the WOR channel out of New York, you oh, would see okay. the commercials for cats. Oh, right, right, right. Now playing now and forever at the winter garden, you know, that kind of stuff. But I remember cats being kind of like religion for me, like somewhere around 10 to 12, seeing it go, adults really do that? You guys really like, go watch people? Dress- really? <laughs> you guys are into that? You believe this? You believe these <laughs> people dressed up as cats going meow meow and singing a song? <laughs> it's fucking T.S. Eliot for fuck's sake. So I've always Crazy. i've 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 not known much like you. I don't know anything about cats or didn't know anything about cats, and then just knew that I did not care f- to care about cats or didn't care to get into it. Jellicle cats are simultaneously the most explained and unexplained thing in the world. All they do is explain themselves, and yet at the end of the film, you are no closer than when you started. This is some memento-ass shit going on right there, man. Like, it's just like, it's fucking crazy. The entire film is about the Jellicles. And talking but, about what Jellicles do and, and what they are. Who they are, what they are. Ones. And it, it's basically this gang of singing cats. Like, it's all of the cats that we see singing. and. <laughs> there's a competition like i just it's the story makes no sense but i was fascinated wait, after wait, wait, watching wait, 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 this movie story wait what are you yeah, talking exactly. about story this the story is, this is, is as flimsy as possible it's a talent show and all you do is you meet the contestants and then they have the talent show <laughs> and then they eat they talk about themselves some more but I was fascinated after watching this to go back and like i've done so much reading about cats ever since watching this maybe yeah like, how did this happen? How did you get from one place to the other place where all of these things are happening? Because this movie, from start to finish, is an absolute fucking nightmare. Like a few <laughs> episodes ago, we talked about my best and worst movies of 2019. I had not seen Cats at the time. Cats. The answer is Cats. Worst movie of 2019. Oh, and it's be- not fucking close. It is absolutely, absolutely horrifying to look at. And to listen to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which are really the two things you're doing when, when watching a movie. But but other than that, it, it's uh, still quite awful. I think we just pretty much embodied the Jellicle question. We <laughs> talked about it. We are no closer to resolving the question. We did not answer it in any satisfactory sort of manner. But yeah, the special effects, the much ballyhooed and hated special effects are... Just so disturbing, but the music is just as atrocious. All of these songs are just these moldy and forgettable versions of like genres that were already tired by the early 80s. I mean, you have like these humanoid faces that are just sort of bobbing uncomfortably on these like (laughs) gelatinous, like blobby bodies that just do whatever the fuck you want. And it's crazy because cats. It's essentially a dance musical, right? Like there's the Andrew Lloyd's rubber score, but it's really centered around the dance. And in this film, you are getting, they bring in lay twins, which is like this famous dancing duo to do this like crumping scene. And apparently they were wearing mocap suits and they got in and they shot the lay twins and they did their crumping and their bodies just looked so rubbery and so gelatinous and so fake and cartoonish. I just think like, if you and I had got in there on the mocap suits and just crumped as as best as we could crump, <laughs> would the end result look any different? No, it wouldn't. So why? Why would worst. you go to the trouble? Why it's would the you worst. go to the trouble? 
uh, yeah, it's the worst when it's those guys, when it's the, the B-boy type dancing, the crumpers, they, they do their dance and then it looks like Chester Cheetah bodies. <laughs> It looks so bad. Everything is so troubling. And there's the guy who plays the railway cat who does this tap solo. Yeah. And is that guy a great tap dancer? Is he a bad tap dancer? Has he been training for decades? Has he never put on a pair of tap shoes in his entire life? It does not matter. They spent so much time, money, and energy to bring in seemingly really good dancers and then just animate whatever the fuck they want over their bodies. So why did you even go to the effort if it's all going to end up looking like an elastic blob anyway? All right, let's get in the movie. What do you say? So we open with a shot of like the moon and this creepy cat face in the moon. And this is like the face of cat's merchandise, right? Like, so if you bought like a cat sweater, you would have this like cat face on it, right? Right away, right away, everything looks fucking horrible everything yeah. looks so fake uh these green screen streets of london at night out in front of this theater the cats and their bodies and their movements are just so wrong everything's so wrong their heads fit so poorly on top of these jelly bodies you get They're, your first look at this monstrous kind of like island of dr moreau sex monster that's yes, what it is. Animal cat hybrid crawling on the ground. And this is pr- about the last time you see them all crawling on hands and knee- on uh, all fours. Yeah. Most of the time they are just walking around on two feet and, and ba- not even trying to be cat like at all. All of the cat like stuff basically happens in CGI. Yeah. Or it's their shoulders or their head or, or the mewling. They mule a lot. <laughs> And the music, we should say, just in all fairness, is garbage. It is garbage. It sounds so horrible. It is the lamest, shittiest, tiniest, synth-ass shit, and it doesn't get any better. I don't notice this as much as Dan does, but the sound mixing was fucking atrocious in this. And this opening is like if the opening of Raiders was done on MIDI, just on this 8-bit computer. (laughs) Amazing. So we see this like junkyard bathed in neon light. There's this ugly kind of neon light that sort of lights everything. And the neon light looks just as fake as everything else and is just as fake. So we see someone driving a car and they toss a sack out of the car. And all of these sort of humanoid cats, which are the jellicles, kind of emerge out of the night and are kind of looking at what's in the sack. And what's in the sack? It's a cat. Big fucking shock, right? But this is, although I don't think we ever learned her name, like these cats, like some of them are super good at telling you what their name is over and over again. And some of them, I'm like, what the fuck was this cat's name? He never said. But this is Victoria. Victoria, the white cat. And her role is sort of, she's a ballerina. She's our audience surrogate. She is. She's our introduction into this world. She's just been tossed out. She's supposed to be kind of a kitten. Uh, she's been thrown into this world, and naturally, we will identify her with her because she is white. <laughs> like they know their audience. Okay? Like they know who's out there at the shows of the Broadway shows. I mean, give me a fucking break. Uh, but I really think I really think she should be our audience surrogate because this is the only way you should actually appreciate cats. You should be driven, abducted in a bag, driven to an unknown location, <laughs> tossed out, and then forced to sit in front and watch cats you'll be thankful for that experience (laughs) 
So, yeah, she's sort of our eyes into this world, although the sort of de facto kind of narrator, I guess, is this other cat, this male cat, who is named Monkey Strap. But you do not know that. Despite being with us through the entire film, I could not remember anyone calling this guy Monkey Strap. I had to go kind of reverse engineer and be like, who the fuck was this guy? Who was yeah. in, the, like, in almost every freaking scene. He introduces everybody else except for himself. That's why there's because he's the introducer. Like, don't worry about me. I got plenty of people to introduce. I I, I can't just waste time introducing myself. We should also say, like, the cats, in addition to just being very, like, gross and gelatinous and fake and CGI-ish in their movements, they also have, like, shifting sizes and dimensions. Oh, no, yeah, we'll get to that. They are sometimes cat-sized. Yeah. But they're sometimes the size of mice. Sometimes they're the size of humans. Sometimes they're larger. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make any freaking sense why they're sometimes large and sometimes very small. It looked like Black Panther fight scenes because <laughs> it, it just the malleable body size of these cats. And there's something Monkey Strap says something about how they're all jellicles and there's a heavy side layer and they got to get to the heavy side layer. And we finally get our first real song. And the song is Jellicle Songs for Jellicle Cats. <laughs> And if you are already sick of hearing me say the word Jellicle, oh my God, buckle in. Because this starts like, I'd say a good hour where every other word is Jellicle. Yeah. Like the first half hour hour of this movie is just people saying Jellicle over and over and over again. And you're going to know, like listening to this first song, how absolutely atrocious it is, how tuneless it is, and how you cannot understand a single word that anyone is saying. Except if they say their name or the word cat or something like that or Jellicle. And Those are the only li- things that you can hear. Every line is mixed differently and the, the sound is mixed and there's the different shots. So I'm like, fuck, they spent a lot of money just filming this one song. They spent a lot of money throughout this whole movie and they spent it on this. And they just, I mean, just threw it away. It's their face- like, how does it sound so bad? So there's the announcing the Jellicle ball. So we just said Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats. So now we're going to talk about the Jellicle ball. And the Jellicle ball is this thing that they have every year. And the Jellicles all come to the Jellicle ball. And they sing the song of themselves, which is why every song is just someone going, hey, this is my name and I'm a cat. And here's the type of cat I am. And I'm a cat. And this is my name. And that's what every single song is. And that's because they're all just singing the song of themselves. And that's how you yeah. get, if you win the Jellicle ball, you become the Jellicle choice. And if you're the jellicle choice, you get to go to the heavy side layer. And that means you die. It took my second viewing of this to see maybe make sense of this. Because you you're right. twice? That's awesome. I, I did. Because I fucking hate watched it the first time. I was like, I hate this. And I was like, I got to get myself into a mood. Because everybody's having fun with this movie. Everybody's like, oh, it's so bad. I love it. You know, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, what am I missing? So I, I wanted to give it another look-see. <laughs> and I'm... <laughs> I'm thinking that the heavy side layer and the Jellicle ball, by the way, I, I caught a Jellicle ball in the Sudan off this girl I met in the Sudan one time. It's, it's terrible affliction, folks. It, the heavy side layer and getting to get a new life is because the old saying cats have nine lives. Sure. And so this is like saying this is how a cat gets onto the next life. They get chosen to. See, but that's not it. Because if you become the Jellicle choice, you go to the heavy side layer where you become reborn to a new Jellicle life. You just become a different Jellicle. That's what they're all competing for. They're all competing sure to about sing that? the song, I am 
100% sure. They also talk about old Deuteronomy and how she's lived several lives. Old, old Deuteronomy is sort of the like the game show host of this like jellico ball. <laughs> and they're like, she's lived many lives. Like, wait, she's won this thing several times and now she's hosting? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, guys, something a little fishy going on here. Well, then that blows my theory out. I thought it was the nine lives thing. Now, well, I mean, I guess it is in the whole thought of like cats have nine lives, so they can be reborn. But yeah, essentially, they're competing to win this ball and have the best song. And the best person, the, the Jellicoe with the best song gets to go to the heavy side layer. In the heavy side layer, you die and then you come back as a different Jellicoe. That's what this is about. And that's why, I mean, that already makes no fucking sense. No. But it really doesn't make sense when <laughs> no. you hear all these cats because. Other than Grizabella, who we will who we will meet, every single one of these Jellicles is crazy stoked on themselves. Sure. They are so fucking in love with them. All their songs are about, I am the best. Like, I'm so freaking amazing. And yet, this is the competition, which is to stop existing, to die, and then get reborn as a different Jellicle. <laughs> But, which is insane because it's like Rum Tum Tugger wants to be not Rum Tum Tugger. I feel like he does. All of these Jellicles are so in love with themselves. Even McCavity is in love with himself. Uh, Grizabella is the only one with kind of a miserable life that she wants to kind of lead. The other thing is like we were told several times that this meeting happens once a year. This is all, the only time these Jellicles get together. Once a year? You're a gang that meets once a year. How do they know all this shit about each other? Like <laughs> This guy's this guy had to be keeping like a serious Facebook chain of people. Like, okay, tell me what everybody's been up to. So I gotta when I do my introduction <laughs> song, I gotta know what's current. So trying to draw a logic line on this though, it, it, it would look like one of those uh, conspiracy maps. You would just have really, really going would. all over the place. But that's the basic idea: is that the prize, the quote unquote prize for singing the song of themselves, is that they're going to be the Jellicle choice, go to the heavy side layer and become a different Jellicle, a new Jellicle life. Complete nonsense. But so it begins. So we get the first song of themselves singer. Okay. Before we were kind of just introducing this world. This is the real first song of themselves singer. And it is Jenny Annie Dots. Who, who, by the way, is not a Jellicle. She is a Gumby cat, which she is, is a Jellicle. No, she's a Gumby cat. They're all Jellicles. No, no, they're all Jellicles. No, he's a Gumby not. cat. I'm she's not, a Gumby cat. He keeps sir, singing it. I am not disagreeing that that is a Gumby cat. I am absolutely 100% certain that is a Gumby cat. But she is also a Jellicle. That's the type of Jellicle that she is. They're all Jellicles. Do you not get this? <laughs> Do you not watch the fucking movie twice? They're all Jellicles. We don't mean any non-Jellicles. He never describes her as a Jellicle. He calls her a Gumby cat several times. they're all Jellicles. What did you do? So, <laughs> so a Jellicle cat can also be a Gumby cat, but a Gumby cat cannot also be a Jellicle cat, if I understand. That, wait, what? Jellicle cat, <laughs> Gumby cats, Gumby cats can be Jellicles or not Jellicles. Okay. But everyone okay. that so we meet is a Jellicles, all, including so this Gumby cat. So then how do you know cat. that she's a Jellicle? Because they're all fucking Jellicles. But she's a Gumby. Did you not she's, see the Jellicle ball? Why would you go to the Jellicle ball? If you're not she's a not at the Jellicle ball, and she's not but, called because, a Jellicle. Be, quirky. Because she gets kidnapped to the barge. You're getting so far ahead of us. She's on a barge, dude. That's why she's out of the Jellicle Ball. Jellicle Ball hasn't started yet. This is what's so funny is that Old Deuteronomy is like 
100% of the vote for who becomes the Jellicle choice. So everybody yep. who's singing their song right now is just really blowing their wad. That's uh, right. Honestly, yes. this is one of like, this is some of the most unfair talent show judging I have ever seen since the identical. But we also episode skip, two reference, motherfucker. You skip McCavity. We meet McCavity, who is the villain of the piece is Idris Elba. Yes. Who comes in and kidnaps people. But before any of that, he just is very kind of threatening. But my favorite thing about him is when he disappears, he goes, magic and just disappears. I know. Some it's of so the cats are magic. We also forgot to mention that. There's just magic. They just are. They're magic. They just can do magic. And he can just disappear and reappear. But yeah, right now he's just sort of lurking in the sidelines. We just know he's a bad guy. It's Idris Elba. He's got he's looking he's looking hard. Uh, and he's got a good look. He's got a little tilted fedora. And, he uh, is, overcoat. yeah. Until he takes off of his his coat, and uh, it gets really, we'll, really troubling with his cap. We'll oh. get there. Oh, woo! So anyway, Jenny, any dots? So do, can we establish now that these are all jellicles? They're all jellicles. I, I this one's I under swear. protest. She's a Gumby. Growl Tiger is the one that I'm like. Maybe that's not a jellicle. <laughs> <laughs> a baby with Growl Tiger. This. This review makes a lot of sense to everyone who's reading it, I hope. <laughs> or, fuck. Listening. So Jenny Annie Dots lives inside a house. Yeah, she's a, a house cat. She's a Gumby cat. And that's all I could get from the lyrics. <laughs> that she's Her name is Jenny Annie Dots and she's a Gumby cat. She sits Couldn't get sits anything sits else. She sits and sits. I, all I got, so I had to kind of, since, like I said, the lyrics, you cannot understand what people are singing. Like, you really, like, you can't. All I could understand from her song was that she was a Gumby cat and she's Jenny Annie Dots. And so what I got from the images did not help. But apparently she's like a house cat who trains this... mice and cockroaches or tortures and kills them for her pleasure. Not clear. <laughs> what is clear? I hated the first 10 minutes of this movie, but I hated this much, much more. This song is atrocious. It, every atrocious. single aspect of this. Anytime, it, it Rebel, just... anytime this movie tries to be funny, it hurts. It really does. And we should talk about how uh, at the Oscars this year, James Corden and Rebel Wilson came out to introduce the or to award the best visual effects prize and did a joke about, oh, we were in Cats and it's important to have a movie with good special effects. Nyuck, 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 which is one of those like, hey, we can take it. Our movie bombed. That's OK. But also we're slightly above it. <laughs> like we're <laughs> above it in a way. And let me tell you, James Corden and Rebel Wilson. You're fucking below it. You're the worst <laughs> part of a fucking horrible movie. And Tom Hooper, director Tom Hooper, somehow encouraged these shameless people to overact like manic fucking idiots. They are so awful. And they really break like, I mean, again, Cats, it's awful. But they sort of break in a way that cats doesn't break because there's not yeah. a lot of like, uh, you know, snarky, like asides and stuff like that. There is like breaking the fourth wall and addressing the audience, but it's all toxic. It's fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber. No one's just making snarky little comments, asides and things like that. But yeah, rebel Wilson is horrible. And in this scene for seemingly no reason at all, she just rips off her skin. Uh, no, there's a very important reason for that because it's, it's <laughs> sets Chekhov's, up that she's going to later Chekhov's rip off her cat skin. skin. <laughs> so awful anytime a cat rips off his skin in the first act it's got to come back got to come back oh my it, there God. are sexualized cockroaches in this scene so, yeah and there's a part where she says don't get cocky to the cockroach and i thought it was restraint by this movie that they, she didn't say don't get cocky 
Roach. Because <laughs> that is the level they're working on. But you still got there, which I like. So now we move on to the next song, which is this, oh, God, just absolutely awful funk disco song. I mean, Jesus Christ. Andrew Weber is bad at writing the things that he is good at writing, but disco funk songs? <laughs> That's not in the wheelhouse. Andy? Andy. But yes, this is Rum Tum Tugger song. And Rum Tum Tugger just sings about how he's Rum Tum Tugger and yep. he's a cat and he's really excited about being Rum Tum Tugger and now he wants to be dead. And, and it's Jason. a different cat, I guess, because that's the whole point of this thing. Fuck. Jason Derulo is Rum Tum Tugger and I wish he would have started the song Rum Tum Tugger. Like he starts every song with Jason Derulo. <laughs> No, maybe you're not familiar with Jason Derulo, but he starts every song by saying not. his own name. I am not, but although I will say this was his singing was a uh, noticeable improvement over Rebel Wilson. Yeah, except for when he tries to sing in a British accent. Ooh. Talking talking in a British accent? Okay. Singing in a British accent? No. <laughs> so we now meet, I mean, I guess we've seen her before, but we really meet Jennifer Hudson as the mangy, wretched Grizabella the Glamour Cat, and she sings a mangy, wretched aria that is, God, it's awful. The other Jellicles all hate uh, Grizabella for no reason. Right. McCavity, quote unquote, ruined her. That's all we get. That's all we get. But boy, it's enough for all of these Jellicles to hate her guts and they treat hate her like her garbage. So much. They hate her. She they make her crawl away. Jennifer Hudson has to crawl away. Like no other cats are walking on all fours. They make her she, she's on her knees. She's not on all fours. <laughs> also, every scene with Jennifer Hudson, her nose is like repeatedly running like oh, a faucet. Oh my god. And I thought that was like the director's choice to tie into like, okay, this was a coked out play from the <laughs> early eighties. We're just going to hopefully tie into the coked outness of it with a runny nose. Well, I was thinking, so Tom Hooper, of course, is the director of Les Miserables, the film version, and Anne Hathaway won an Oscar for snotting up the screen during her uh, uh, big uh, musical moment. So I think he was just hoping to recapture a little uh, snotty magic. That might have been tied into the uh, cocaine epidemic during the French Revolution, though, because <laughs> that was they were knee-deep in booger sugar in that thing. <laughs> James Corden. We What's haven't hit bottom James? yet. We haven't even come close. But my God, James Corden, always shameless, always <laughs> a camera hog, always uh, in a uh, ungenerous uh, screen presence. But my God, cat pun intended, did they let him milk it? <laughs> it, he's busted for Jones. He's a fat cat, and like all these other cats, guess what? He is stoked on himself. He yeah. is really stoked on himself. He loves he, himself. He, I didn't like this. He plays. I mean, I didn't like. He didn't like this. This is you didn't like. Okay. No, actually, here's the thing. I like the song. I didn't like the way he played. Like you, you pointed out earlier. Like he's above it. Like he play. He plays. He talks shit about it in between the song lyrics. Oh, right? Yeah. That's but I think maybe this song, because it's about eating a lot and getting fat, that's why I was like, yeah, I can get into this. You're into this? You're just like, I'm on that trip right now. Uh, now, McCavity. McCavity, that's Idris Elba again. Now, so he is this sort of malevolent presence that is sort of kind of hanging around. Uh, he makes Jenny Anadots disappear. This is like, what? Huh? She just disappeared. <laughs> 
And then after Bustafa Jones's song, that's James Corden, he makes Bustafa Jones disappear, right? I mean, this is all nonsense. Why is he magic? Why are know. any of them magic? Sims have nothing to do with anything. Like, they are literally just magic. They just make things appear and disappear, like, whenever they want. Like, these couple of cats. Not not all the cats. A couple of cats that do literal magic. Every cat that performs. And when he does it, he does, he says, like, meow. And then he disappears. Or he says, ineffable. <laughs> ineffable. That's... The first one was the best, though, when he's just like magic. So as it will, as we'll find out, and as is pretty kind of obvious, McCavity is kind of trying to game game the ball, right? He's trying to game the Jellico ball, and although at this point, separate all obvious. of the contenders. It's not obvious because we haven't really got there yet. But this is his plan, which is to like steal all the contenders away, and he'll be the only contender, and then he'll get to. Ascend to the heavy side layer and die and come back as a different Jellicle, even though, he, again, he seems very, very stoked on himself. During the Bustafer Jones done. number, you have cats that are simultaneously as big as garbage cans and smaller than the chicken wings they're pulling out of those garbage cans. <laughs> I know, it's, right? It's fucking MCS. Like, they style. were taller, and then it was just like the can was tipped over, and they were standing full up, like full on two legs, stretched all the way out, and they weren't even hitting them. Made no forget, yeah. And we've had several shots of horny cats throughout this whole thing. You know, these cats are horny throughout. And the dancing, we should say. So there's this rumor going around on Twitter over the last uh, few weeks or so. I don't know if you've heard about it, which is that there's a butthole cut of this movie. And it's one of those things. Well, first of all, it kind of circulated on Twitter. And second of all, it's one of those a friend of a friend of a friend's friends friend of a friend told me. So I can say without a doubt, this is a very true story. Like sure, you can, you can, the veracity has been like, it, it's validated. It, well, friend of good. a friend of a friend, you've triple sourced right there. <laughs> we have a lot of sources on this. If you go, if you go by degrees of separation, I mean, my <laughs> God. Okay. But it, but this rumor started going around that apparently somebody was hired to work on the visual effects in the last few months of post-production. And all that he did for several months was just remove hundreds and hundreds of CGI cat buttholes from the images on screen now we have a scene with rumple teaser and mungo Mungo jerry Jerry. mungo jerry and rumple teaser and their bit is that they're cats their names are mungo jerry and rumple teaser and the type of cat that they are is that they're just kind of like a bad cat they're mischievous and that's it that's their song uh their song is also terrible all the music is so musty. It yeah. just feels so musty. It feels tuneless. You cannot so get into tame. It. There's like this first act is all like hook free. There's a couple mm-hmm. of decent songs in the second act. It kind of builds up a little bit towards the end. And they save the best song for almost the sort of penultimate number. But boy, like uh, there's a reason that none of these other songs like entered <laughs> like memory entered the cultural consciousness. Memory was Muzak like for a full decade okay none of these other songs like i'm just like oh, there's a reason there's a reason i don't know any of these tunes there's a reason but After- yeah mungo jerry and rumple teaser they kind of they and again victoria is the one sort of being sung to at this point because she's being introduced to all these cats and they get victoria in trouble and they like hook her collar up uh in, in the bedroom and leave her for a dog to eat 
and take off. Um, and these are also jellicles, by the way. It's like, so it's like, why are you love jellicles? Some of you are terrible. Like, a lot of you are really, really terrible. She gets saved by magical Mr. Mistopheles. Mistopheles, yes. Who comes to her rescue through the window. And this is the kind of comedic bits in this because he comes through the window, like, I'll save you. His feet land in slippers that somebody took off while their back was to the window somehow. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> His feet land perfectly in the slippers, and then he's waddling. In case waddling. I ever need to like, run through a window and get on slippers. <laughs> it's one of those like you know backing into a parking space kind of things. That'll save time eventually, okay? <laughs> like, yeah, I know I took like a lot of attempts there, but yeah, it'll save time when I have to leave and run into the house very quickly. <laughs> this woman who's wearing these slippers walks over, puts her butt to the window, and then jumps out of her slippers into her bed. <laughs> And each morning she has to do the reverse to get back in those slippers. Yeah, and Mr. Mistopheles is kind of one of the, I mean, all of these cat, jellical, humanoid, cat, blobby, weird things look so strange. But he looks very strange just because of the markings on his face. All of the cats also, this is something my wife pointed out as we were watching this together. The ears are too small. They're uh-huh. too small and they're weirdly placed. And if you go back and look at the makeup, I mean, this looks nothing like the actual cat's makeup when you would see it on uh, Broadway or something like that. But the ears are properly sized. <laughs> it, it, it just looks so strange here. Like, it's like everything is strange enough. And then they, like, keep fucking with the dimensions of everything, too. And she's like, why are their ears so small? Are they cats or not? So after the, after she's rescued by Miss Magical Mister Mistopheles and Rumple Teaser and Muggle Jerry take off, we are we get a shot that um, <laughs> this is screenwriting. This is fucking screenwriting because we're now at Busterford Jones and Jenny and Dots who are sitting on some like boat, and she says, "Where are we?" And he says, "Seems like we're on a barge in the middle of the Thames." <laughs> it's like. Man, it flows, right? It just you know, flows. I mean, that's screenwriting one one. Efficient storytelling. You want the audience to know everything. You just have an out character say, Hey, where are we? Hey, we're here. Okay. <laughs> Not the last time that will happen either. Yeah, that uh that barge is heavy on plot exposition, I will say. But this is the barge where uh Mac and McCavity is taking everybody that he feels is competition for the juggle ball. And it's where we meet Growl Tiger, who is his henchman. <laughs> Ray Winston, notable <laughs> British, you know, he's always playing a crook of sexy beast fame. Yes. It's Growl Tiger. <laughs> yeah. If you were wondering whether you were going to get to see a Ray Winstone musical number, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's very waiting for Guffman, like local theater level. He, like, his voice cracks in the middle of his line. <laughs> Side question for you, Quirky. Yeah. Mcavity, is he using a wormhole? I, just, I want to get your expertise on that. Is that a that wormhole? Is, a is it a portal? What I mean, what uh, what's the uh, what's Oof. kind of the official scientific uh, take on that? First off, we're back to using that word. It's 2020. Grow up. We can use the wormhole word. Uh, secondly, <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Oh, sorry, did we shock you out of your middle brow complacency? Yeah. What? Too yeah. woke for too worm woke for you? <laughs> Down the woke hole. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just magic dust, which again harkens back to the cocaine of the early eighties, late seventies. <laughs> the barge. That's where you score. You go out of the barge to score. Oh fuck. Old- yes, we forgot the arrival of old Deuteronomy, played by 
uh, notoriously restrained actress Judy <laughs> Dench, never really? one to two the greed screed cedary. Your this is, your Dench heat is just awesome. A lot of Dench heat in a big spot here. <laughs> so yeah, old Deuteronomy. She is the Richard Dawson of this misbegotten fucking game show that these jellicles are playing with death. What's wrong with you people? Not people, jellicles. Fuck it. Anyway, so, so old Deuteronomy shows up, and everyone's just like, "Oh my god, it's old Deuteronomy!" Like they're really an old Deuteronomy. Yeah, and this is where the Jellicle Bowl kind of starts. Like everybody greets old Deuteronomy. Yeah, they welcome her, and you get a lot of shots of Ian McKellen in the like. There's a crowd that they don't really pay a, a lot of attention to, but there's like rack focus to Ian McKellen in this crowd. You're like, oh, okay, <laughs> there's Ian McKellen going, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> Like, oh, awesome. Cool. He almost Empire. coughs up a hairball. <laughs> He's really, really. I mean, but, if you okay. thought I could never not respect Ian McKellen, well, think again. So it goes into the Jellicle Ball, which is in this place called the Egyptian. And it's this, now it's this big actual set. It's not CGI. It's an actual set with things built three times scale or whatever. This is the one part where I was like, I can appreciate this because it was actual dancing. It wasn't CGI. It the, wasn't fucked with. Yes, but there was a fair amount of CGI in there the, still. There's, Real yeah, set, there's, I'll give you that, with some props and things like that, but like with a lot of CGI in there and then with a fair amount of CGI. Because in there. you're seeing what the actual human body can do, even though it's like dressed up to look like a cat. It's what the human body, and that's what you appreciate about ballet or dancing or anything like that. And you can actually see it on display in the scene. It reminded me a lot of like the... Um, Michael Jackson's smooth criminal video, the mm. extended cut or the breakdown in the middle where it just gets all quiet and they're all dancing silently. That's what it reminded me of. But it, it's actually, I appreciated this part. Yeah, uh, me too. But again, it's just, they still just keep cramming as much CGI in there as possible. This is where we get like the late twins too. Oh, and yeah. Again, they're crumping <laughs> around and doing all this thing. and But then they're just like, whoever was the CGI animator was just like, I'm going to do whatever I fucking want. The faces float on the head like Livia in the third season of The Sopranos when Nancy <laughs> Marshawn died and they brought her back. <laughs> Oh, all there's right. also a cat that has pants just in the background. It's like oh. they're all just like prancing around naked as the day that they were born. Uh, no buttholes. One's got they poop. bright red pants. This has pants. I was like, what? What's going on? The there? B-Boys cats have sneakers. <laughs> I know. So anyway, everyone's just at this point like getting ready to start the Jellicle Jell- Ball. And they're yeah. all just dancing around and getting excited and be like, yeah, Jellicle Ball is about to happen. This is like essentially we're coming to what in the play would be like, the, it's a two-act play. This would be like the end of Act 1 coming up here uh, with this scene where uh, once again we see Jennifer Hudson as Chris Bella and she sings a little snatch of memory because everyone else is celebrating the Jellicle Ball and she's on the outside and uh, you know she's being shunned. I thought it was like the movie saying, hold on, we know this sucks, but this one thing you know from this is going to come We'll get later. there. We'll get there. There's a pre-prise. <laughs> and that is followed by Beautiful Ghosts, which is the song that was written for the film by Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, then we have Gus, the theater cat, which is Surrey and McKellen. Yes. Who's a- old actor cat i guess <laughs> asparagus asparagus yes he's an old theater cat and he sings his song which is like an old vaudeville song so all the songs we should also say they're all bad but they they hit on this like wide variety of genres okay so he's doing like an old kind of vaudevillian sort of theatery kind of a number 
other songs are sort of like uh you know arias other songs are more like we said there was like a funk number uh, there's this kind of like it, it genre hops a little bit with the songs mccavity again his tricks he steals guess away as soon as the song is over it's really funny because, like you said, it's genre hopping. So that was a sad song. And we also had the kind of Jennifer Hudson's Lament. We had a sad reflection, right. old time song. And now, if in, in a movie that's balletic and theatrical, this is the one guy who's like, hello, I'm here. <laughs> and that is Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks, the trade cat. This is the one who is wearing overalls and shoes. His his red because pants he does a tap dance. Only, yeah, his red pants aren't the only flaming thing on screen right now. And this is where there's a scene where the cats are like, again, we've seen them like large, we've seen them small, we've seen them change sizes. They are now like walking like three abreast on a rail. Like a train rail, like that's smaller than mice. They are so tiny all of a sudden. Ah, oh, you really can't figure it out. And and it's just like the everything is so inept that on a, on a level, I want to say like, well, this probably maybe it's intentional. Maybe this is just them kind of intentionally messing with the being theatrical and being outsized. But I mean, no, because everything is so utterly inept. Yeah, they're, you can't they're... give it credit for doing the thing that it wants to do. This movie presupposes you don't know how big cats are, and then it just has them be all different sizes because they're walking three, three across on a rail. Then they're in a train, and is 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 railway cat a thing? Is that like a thing? Right? What What's railway, a railway cat? cat? I don't know. It's really in the trains, though. I tell you what, and he does his tap dancing number, and again, like we said. Maybe this guy is like a world-class tap dancer, but I don't know because it's all fucking CGI. It's all motion captured. We have no idea. They brought in all these dancers and then we're like, do dancing and then we're not going to show that. So Skimbleshanks does his number. He's out And then there. he's, yep, McCavity comes uh, Magic Simaway. And now we have, I've been teasing it, I've been joking around about all the cocaine tie-ins but this <laughs> we really do. This is Studio 54. Because a glittery moon comes down from the ceiling, much like at Studio 54. But right. Instead of a spoon going into the moon's nose, Taylor Swift, the cat, starts sprinkling catnip on everybody and gets them all horned up. Yeah. So sh- this is Bombulina. Bombulina. <laughs> and she is like a hench woman of McCavity. So she comes in and sings a song, spreads catnip, distracts everybody, gets them all horny and feline and writhing and stuff and you know this is all part of McCavity's plan now to steal the Jellicoe ball I don't know why he wants to do that he's again he's he's very soaked on himself he calls himself the Napoleon of crime I mean think about it McCavity has the power to transport people to any place on earth you got a good life for a cat (laughs) you got a good life why do you want to die why do you want to die like why are you putting so much effort into trying to die And be a different Jellicle. Like, you're going to be a Jellicle, but, like, you'll be a different Jellicle. You might end up as Jenny Any Dots or Bustafoot Jones. Do you really want that? Right. On Incorporate that into your act. If you spent half as much time on your act as you do on rigging the act. They get through. They get through. But, yeah, at this point, he's the only one left. He's the only one left. But old Deuteronomy refuses. But I will say... Taylor Swift's performance is just like every Taylor Swift performance. She's surrounded by people more talented and rhythmic than her. 
And they really gave her some massive cat boobs too. I will say, like, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to be the, you know, that guy, but like Rebel Wilson is looking at her CGI cat tits, like, what the fuck? Right? Come on, seriously? And so cats have two boobs now and no nipples. I thought cats had like eight nipples. (laughs) She's got some massive ass cat boobies that she shakes around. Um, but old Deuteronomy is unconvinced by all of this. And so, uh, McCavity wormholes her to the barge where everybody is trapped there and forces her to walk the plank. Yeah. Cause they're pirates now. Is <laughs> <laughs> this not confusing enough for you? Pirate cats is a thing. Railway cats are a thing. Pirate cats are a thing. That's a thing. It's a thing. Cowboy cats. But yeah, not looking good. For Old Deuteronomy. Now we go back to the Jellicle Ball where everyone's like, shit, well, Old Deuteronomy is pretty much like the whole deal of the whole, like, is everything to the ball, right? Like, we can't have the ball without her. But Victoria, Victoria the White Cat, you know, she's pure of heart, she believes. And so she's like, well, if they can magic her away, why can't we magic her back? So she goes to Mr. Mistopheles, says, do magic, Mr. Mistopheles, because he's just magic too. Like, he's just magic too. And they sing the Mr. Mistopheles song, or they, you know, kind of start to do it. And this scene basically breaks down as, hey, Mr. Mistopheles, do magic. Okay, no, can't do it. Try again. Okay, eh, can't do it. Try again. Okay, mm, can't do it. Try again. Did it. <laughs> and old Deuteronomy's back. She just magicked back, and it's fine. And they sing Mr. Mistopheles. This, that scene goes on for a hundred years. <laughs> so long. It goes on for so long. And there's a lot of like nuzzling that, that this inspires. A lot of really gross uh, humanoid cat nuzzling that happens while they celebrate. But back on the barge, everyone's still trapped. Oh shit, old Deuteronomy's gone. But luckily, remember, Jenny Anydots can just rip her skin off? <laughs> <laughs> so remember that remember that hold on now break this down she already Nightmarish took her skin off from earlier she, she already took skin her skin off, off earlier and so she's that- just got skin on skin on skin this this movie does not understand how cats work <laughs> that is not how they do that not how they do yeah. that cats the movie you do not understand how cats work that, that's one thing i'm saying 37 things cats gets wrong about cats. <laughs> that's, the, that's the listicle that I'm working on right now. They do not wear several layers of skin. Number with one. Little outfits they have them. assholes. They don't do magic. No magic. Regular asshole. They do like to fuck, though. I know that. I mean, personally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. None of these cats has been fixed. You can better believe that because they are ready. They're all in heat. All the time but yeah jenny annie dot she rips off her skin so she's able to slip out of her ropes the hostages overwhelm growl and so growl gets pushed into the water he has to walk the plank take that um so we go back to the ball and, and wait we if all the other cats are horny as shit the fat cats are bumbly there i mean there is not a moment oh, where they're not fucking something up yeah James Corden making just fantastic use of the space. That's just great acting. <laughs> uh, but it seems like the ball's over because everyone's just still on the barge because they don't do magic. They're not magic. And Mr. Mistopheles doesn't want to magic them back, I guess. So it seems like the ball's over. And Grisabella, the glamour cat, of course, is slinking away. But wouldn't you know it, Victoria, the white cat, got to play white savior. So she brings in Grisabella and says, sing your miserable song. 
which is Memory. And that was like the hit song of this movie that was playing in every elevator for the next, yeah. you know, 20 years or so. And that was recycled over and over again. And was just a huge, huge, huge hit song. And these horny ass cats stop what they're doing and listen for once, for the love of God. And Grisabella breaks down during the performance. You were talking about the snot and the tears and everything. I mean, this is, God, Lord, Jennifer Hudson goes insanely over the top. I mean, yes. this is, it is really, really heavy and bad. As talented as she is as a singer, yeah. I felt it was contrived, all the emoting it, in the song. It all felt so forced. Felt very, very forced. Just sing the damn song. It's just so over the top. But the song warms the cold, hateful hearts of the Jellicles. And old Deuteronomy says, you are the Jellicle choice, which inspires a lot more of that gross uh, nuzzling that I was just talking about earlier. It's almost like she's like, you are the sacrifice. You are the chosen. <laughs> You're going to die. You have the worst life of all of us. So we're going to kill you. And what that means Give is she gets to fly in a floaty balloon up to the sky. She gets in a chandelier. Yeah, which Mr. Mistopheles right. <laughs> makes magic. And so it floats up through this hole in the ceiling. Yeah. And flies out into the London sky. And it's like, okay, she's going to go to the heavy side layer and all this. But, uh oh, whoa, twist, last second. McCavity, his last stand. He, in just the most horrifying looking CGI in this whole, I mean, they really say the best for last. He leaps and grabs hold of like a tail of the chandelier and tries to like hang on because he really, really wants to die. Um, but he doesn't actually die. He falls, but doesn't die. He la- falls on top of Nelson's column in Trafalgar <laughs> Square and he's fine. I fell on top of Nelson's column one time in the Sudan. And I got to <laughs> tell you, it's how I got my Jellicle ball. <laughs> Folks, we're having fun here. Yeah, and the movie's over, right? And wrong. It will never end. So get used to it. Uh, but no, yeah, McCavity's just fine. He's just stuck on top of Nelson's column there in Trafalgar Square. But obviously, they can all fly and disapparate and shit. So it's not like yeah, he's stuck right. there or anything. So like, he's fine. He's fine, honestly. And he will not pay for his crimes. You cannot so, worry inspiring. about a cat trapped up on top of Nelson's column when we have one floating away in a chandelier. Okay. You, you literally cannot worry about the one and say the other one's not, okay. Not concerned about that cat. You could appear and disappear at will. Uh, anyway, but yeah, everyone sees uh, Grizabella flying off into the heavy side layer and her magic and then, chandelier. And th- this inspires a lot more of like the singing, the lyrics. I mean, I had no idea what anyone was saying. It just sounded old, like older, old Deuteronomy kind of like lecture sings. Cause she looks yeah, she at does the some camera. straight to camera talk singing. <laughs> About how a cat is not a dog. I mean, is that what I was supposed to take from this? Felt like I had a grasp on that. Felt like coming in, I had a real firm grasp on that. You know what? Nothing else. Felines, not canines. Gotcha. Woo. Movie's over. And still going. I told you it will never end. This is your life now. Uh, but yeah, we got a final scene with old Deuteronomy turning to Victoria and saying, you truly are a jellical cat. And the magic chandelier turns into a cat's eye in the sky from the start. And this really is the end, the end of cats. So she really is a jellical cat. But see, here's the thing is that like you could become a jellical cat 
right? So like she wasn't yeah. a Jellicle cat. She was introduced to Jellicle cats, and the Jellicles were like finally old dude around. So like, you know what? You're a Jellicle. It's cool. Cool. Moving on. When Grizabella gets reborn, she's going to come to a new Jellicle life. So she's just automatically like grandfathered into the Jellicles. So you can also just be born a Jellicle too. So I mean, this is just. Uh, I don't know. This is going right back to uh, like wire season two stuff that we're getting into right now. You know, it's like, <laughs> but yeah, my uncle's in, my uncle's in. I'm good. Uh, quirky cats tomorrow. Come the dawn. This podcast will be but a memory. Um, will you ever forget cats though? Cats has stuck with me like, uh, like herpes. I guess it's something that's always rear its ugly head every once in a while, maybe in times of stress. Sure. I have to warn partners that I, uh, I've seen cats. <laughs> I've been exposed. <laughs> what about you? Oh, no. this uh, I'm going to take this movie with me forever. Yeah, like I said, I, I got absolutely fascinated by this and just trying to figure out how did they ever like get from one... Thing to the other thing i won't go into it here but if you ever uh, see me on the streets if you know something the quarantine's over see me on the streets outside of the quarantines please call your uh, local officials but if quarantine's over and you see me on the streets and everything's cool everything's kosher you buy me a beer i'll tell you all about how cats got made the original cats and uh that'll that'll be exciting for you so quirky uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up and uh, give our ratings for well i i think that so the whole Jellicle thing that we, we really can't nail down. I swear simu- to God, if you say Jellicle one more time, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's simultaneously the most overexplained and yet vague, unexplained thing in the world. It's like the opposite of the Tigger song. Like the wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. Like that's he's just saying a bunch of shit about himself. But they kept it simple. The most wonderful thing about Tiggers is he's the only one. And that is the best. Right. The worst thing about Jellicle cats is that that just means cats. <laughs> Jellicle cats just means cats. That's like every cat is a Jellicle. <laughs> say Jellicle one more time, I dare you. I dare you to say it one more time. Let's see what happens to your teeth. You say Jellicle one more time. You say Jellicle one more time. Are you a curious cat? <laughs> then say Jellicle <laughs> one more time. Oh, okay, ratings, quirky, four. Cats, just to remind people about our ratings. Run of the mill bad film, that's a dare. Next level bad, double dare. And a movie that we actually kind of like, reverse dare, quirky. Let's hear your rating for kitties. So I think one of the interesting things about this is that it was released the same week as Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Which is also terrible, by the way. Which I said was the worst movie I saw in theaters last year because I didn't see many movies in theaters last year. That was one of them. I mean, I hadn't seen a movie since Fed starring Rebecca De Mornay and Mary. <laughs> that Christ. was the last movie you saw. You saw it in the theater. You were there birthday. It was like, what? Rebecca De Mornay? Yeah. A comedy with, uh, what's her name? And Rise of Skywalker is the one I came back to. So, um, it, And it was. It was the worst movie I saw in theaters. However... And I'll say this now, and I mean it forever. I watched Cats. Did you hear? Did you hear my cats? I did hear your cats. That was they, so. They are not digging your pan of this movie. They aren't liking each other right now. <laughs> um, I like I said, I I gave a, a second half watch to it. I will never do that with Rise of Skywalker. I have no interest sure, in doing that for sure, Rise sure. of Skywalker. I mean, yeah. literally, and I might watch Cats again. So I got to say reverse dare on cats. 
Um, reverse dare? Reverse wow. Dare. Reverse dare. <laughs> grab a friend. Grab two friends. Steal yourself before that this friendship might end halfway through this movie. But, yeah. But it might not. And watch Cats and seriously just hate watch the first 10 minutes of it. And then just 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 let then that hate watch the rest. Let that, let hate that ridiculousness wave over you. <laughs> Reverse there. Wow. Yeah. Ballsy. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. Whatever whatever rating you give it, run of the mill is the wrong rating. So it's not a dare. I'm gonna go double dare because this is honestly one of the most horrifying things that I've ever watched or listened to. I cannot stress enough how awful the music is awful songs are awful instrumentation is awful the sound is awful technical aspects awful awfulness pervades i mean and i'm like you this is what pissed me off so much about the whole rebel wilson and james gordon thing at the oscars was that they act like if this movie had good special effects everything would be fine like no, no no that's not the problem as desperate as you are to somehow pin the blame on a person who makes a minuscule fraction of what you made to strap on a motion capture shoot and lick yourself. No, no, that is not the case. This movie is awful. It was always going to be awful because the material is awful. The awfulness of the filmmaking just made it more awful. Double dare. I will say though, for two hours, we watched this a week ago, just as sort of the shelter at home kind of stuff was coming into place. For two hours, I was not worrying about that. I was not worrying about anything that was happening in the world or my family or anything going on that. I had just was able to focus all of my hatred and all of my negativity on the screen. Yeah. On cats. <laughs> I put it all on there. And so it was a it was an escape. I will say that much. I did not think about coronavirus or quarantines or any of that shit for the well, one good. hour and 50 some minutes that it was on there that said it's one of the worst things i've ever seen in my life and uh, i wish i had never seen it so that is cats so that's all we have for you on this episode of dare daniel but we'll be back in two weeks to review another of your movie dares until then send your most district or altruistic movie dares to us at daredaniel.com and be sure to follow dare daniel pod on facebook twitter and instagram like and rate us on whatever podcast app you use we won't be judgy they're all good i think they're all equally fantastic i say use them all you can read more of my review reviews on the dare daniel website at daredaniel.com corky where can people find you air nuzzling and licking your paw don't go anywhere right now folks you can find me i have stuff online just go online look me up type in corky see what you find tell me about it uh email it to me stay home self-quarantine that's just good sound advice, whether you're a jellicle or not. But I think we're all jellicles. <laughs> I still am not sure. Yeah, it's it's up in the air. Know. They all well, I think we're all jellicles. So have a very jellical day, and uh, we'll be back with more podcast laughs coming soon. We love you. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs>